There's something almost comforting about the hustle sometimes, isn't there? I mean, after all, you have a problem, you have something to do, a bunch of things to tackle all at once, and you can be in total control over whether or not they happen. But what happens when it all goes right? When funds start coming in, people start buying, you start getting attention, people like what they're seeing and hearing from you, they want to know more, they buy more, and suddenly you're in unfamiliar territory. You're out of the hustle and grind, and you're experiencing success. What do you do, and how do you find your way? This is where a lot of people stumble and fall and freeze and get in their own way. Hi, it's Heather Gray. Thank you for joining me for this conversation. I am going to be putting a spotlight on the fears of success. Coming up, I'm putting a spotlight on two episodes, How to Say Yes Fearlessly and The Non-Negotiable Thing, that comes with success. There are two older episodes of mine that deserve their turn in the sun because this fear of success, it's real and no one's talking about it because it's not sexy, sassy, and new. Everybody likes to talk about overcoming imposter syndrome and overcoming the fears of failure. Nobody wants to really address the idea that success in of itself can also be something that brings us to our knees and keeps us frozen and stuck in an action. It doesn't look or read very good in a meme on Instagram, but for the people I've worked with over the past couple of years as I've worked with people on their mindset and worked with business owners as they've experienced various levels of success, I can tell you that it's just as real as a fear of failure. Because in the end of the day, we're biologically wired to be afraid of the things that we don't know. And if we've never done our best and seen our best actually work, that whole experience is entirely new. What are people going to ask of us? What are they going to expect? of us? Are we capable of the next level of leadership? How do we make decisions for new situations we haven't encountered before? It's a time of doubt and the inner critic can rear its ugly head again. And every time that happens, we know this, we've talked about it on the show so many times, we tend to play small. So what I wanted to do for today's episode is bring back and introduce you to two conversations you may not have heard the first time around or refresh your memory. As you head into Q4 and start to get ready at the end of your, you know, you're almost, we're almost at the end of Q3, heading into Q4, how your year is looking, how you're feeling about it. If you're not where you want to be and those numbers aren't adding up, one of the things you're going to have to be doing an inventory of in just a couple of months is where you didn't show up for yourself and why and how you played small. And for a lot of you listening, you might be surprised to find that you didn't go big or grow big because you were a little afraid of what would come after that. So sit back, grab a notebook or two. There's always actionable advice in the episodes that I drop for you and give 
give these two episodes a listen. They're from back in my choose to have it all days, but it's the same Heather Gray giving you the same information you need to get on with your life and your business. Thanks so much for joining me for this conversation. And I'm going to be looking forward to talking to you next time. How do you say yes fearlessly? Hi, welcome to another conversation here on Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're talking about tackling the thoughts, the feelings, and the fears that come with saying yes. How do you say yes fearlessly? Well, spoiler alert, you can't. You can't always, every single time, say yes without feeling fear. The trick and the answer is to say yes, to choose the life you want, the business you want to run, even though you're afraid. How do you say yes when you are absolutely terrified of what you might find, learn, or have to deal with on the other side? Now, here's the thing. As soon as opportunity comes, or as soon as we have a thought or an idea that leads us to a potential opportunity, it is so easy for that biological response to risk to kick in. We are biologically wired. Anytime something is new is put in front of us, anytime we're like at a hint of danger or risk, our bodies are wired towards fight, flight, or (laughs) what is it again? I'm going to start that one over. Fight, flight, or freeze, right? Like that is what we're biologically wired to do as soon as we're approached with something unfamiliar. So the idea that we're going to sit and talk about it, that we're going to listen to a podcast episode, or you're going to tell me your woes and inside a single conversation, I am going to get you ready to do this thing fearlessly. Whatever it is you want to do, whatever it is that's on the other side of your fear is nonsense. And so many times that's where people stop the conversation. They just kind of say, oh, I had this thought, I had this idea, but oh my gosh, it's so scary. And wow, feeling this fear is really a back step for me. I have to stop and figure this out. And what is going on with me? And why am I suddenly so afraid? And they take that lens and they put it on the exact wrong direction. That lens becomes the rear view mirror and they're looking at everything behind them instead of everything that's in front of them, everything that exists on the other side of that fear. They wait to not be afraid. They wait for more confidence. They wait to believe that it can happen to them or to feel like they're capable and that it's possible rather than recognizing that anytime we try something new, anytime we put ourselves out there, anytime we're looking to show up in a new or different way, we're going to get nervous. Sometimes we're just going to be a little worried. Sometimes it's going to be full-blown, show me to the chocolates, (laughs) take me directly to the ice cream. I cannot move. I cannot function because, wow, this shiz is scary, right? Like that's just how it goes when we're trying new things. But what we often forget to do is the number one strategy for combating fear, recognizing that we can make a plan for it. 
So often we stop at the question, well, what if I do this and nobody understands? What if I say this thing and it creates a huge fight or a rift or someone's mad at me? What if this, what happens then? No one takes the time or a few people, and if you've worked with me, you sure as heck better be one of the people who take the time because I walk my clients through this all the time, but nobody takes the time (laughs) to make the plan. Well, what happens if you say something and no one understands? it? What happens if you put out a provocative opinion and people argue about it? Or what happens if you get called out on social media? What does happen if your success intimidates people in your personal life? What happens if you get so busy you don't have time for other things that have previously been important? What happens if? Answer the question. What are you going to do? If you encounter something that you don't know, how are you going to find out? We live in the land where everything is Googleable, so you're going to figure it out. But so often, and this is my biggest mindset peeve, people stop at the question. They take the act of having the question, the fact that they're even worried about this, or they have the doubt about this, as proof positive that there's something to worry about. As if if they were just totally confident, they would be guaranteed success. And the only thing getting in the way of their guaranteed success is the fact that they're now asking themselves the these questions, so they have to eradicate the questions from their minds rather than getting in the driver's seat. You guys have heard me say this a lot on the show this week. It is the mantra of getting in control of your life and the business you want. And if you are afraid, something's going to happen. If you are unsure of how you are going to be received or how someone is going to perceive you, what are you going to do if you're misunderstood? What is your plan if the haters come out? What are you going to do if you show up and you do your best and your best proves not to be good enough and not to get the results you want. What's your plan? Because what happens as soon as we ask ourselves that, we then get to inform and empower ourselves to push through fear. Because we're no longer frozen and stuck in the what ifs. It's we don't want something to happen. We don't want the haters to come out. We don't want the doubters to come out. But we are entirely capable of managing them if they do. Now, how do we feel capable when sometimes we know we're totally inept? One of the things, and I've been called out on this before, I have a story about myself that gets ends up getting always consistently tied to my story. I'm not good at math or science, and I then say, and I'm lousy at tech. And the reality is, like the bare bones, is that figuring out tech and new things is often hard for me. It's not intuitive. It doesn't come easy. It It always takes me a couple of extra tries compared to other people, but that doesn't mean I'm wholly incapable of figuring it out. I run an online business and that too has been pointed out to me. So there have been plenty of things in the tech space, in the software space, in the app space that I haven't been able to figure out right away, but ultimately I have figured it out. I don't like feeling dumb when I feel like it's easy for everybody else, but I'm capable of managing those feelings of feeling dumb and small and less than. And more often than not, I'm capable of 
figuring it out. And I usually, more often than not, don't have a problem asking for help when I get stuck and receiving help when someone offers it. So that makes me capable. I may not know what's going to happen on the other side. I may not know what's going to come my way, but I can tune into proof positive that I am capable of figuring it out. Saying yes fearlessly means choosing to move through the fear. And we do that by tuning into our capability because this is, and this has been my mantra for 2018, and I have a feeling I'm going to stick with it for 2019 because it's serving me really well, but I have not come this far to only come this far. And if you look at how far you've come, if you look at your life to this point, the challenges you've overcome, the bad days you've recovered from, the loss, the heartbreak, the discouraging, the things you didn't know, the times you tried your best and your best didn't work, the times that you set yourself up for success and still you fell flat on your face, you will see that you were capable of figuring it out. You will be reminded of your capability. You don't want it to happen. You want to be successful. You don't want to feel like you've wasted your time or your money, but you are capable of figuring it out. How to say yes fearlessly means choosing to act even though you're afraid. Talking back to the fear, talking back to all of the angst and the worry and the nervousness that comes and says, I want what's on the other side of this. Therefore, it is non-negotiable that I do it even though I'm afraid. You make the choice to do it. You get in the driver's seat and you actively choose it. So many people stop at the, well, what about, and what if, and I don't have it, and oh my gosh, if this, you know, if this doesn't go this way, I don't know if I have any more gas in the tank to keep trying, like this might be the thing that does me in and we create all kinds of stories to what failure will mean, to what it going awry will mean. But what if instead we give our time, our energy, and our attention to making it work? Because then once you decide to say yes, once you decide to push through fear, you get to decide how. You get to decide if you give yourself an extra hour. You get to decide if you ask for help or you invest in a little bit of money or you set yourself up for success with an extra step or two that perhaps other people wouldn't need, but you get to set yourself up for success. An example is me talking to you on today's show. As I record this episode, it's a Sunday. I typically don't work on the weekends. I typically have a very firm boundary that I don't give my business the time and attention on the weekends. Sometimes I'll give it think time and planning time, but I never implement or execute on the weekends because I I, <laughs> I have a nervousness around repeating burnout because I burned out from my last business and it's really important to me that I not burn myself out from this one. But I'm looking at my week ahead. I was looking at juggling all the different 
kinds of appointments, all these different things on my to-do list. And it seemed so simple that I could take a couple of hours on a Sunday, get a jump on the podcast, have that off my list, which is typically, you know, something that I spend one to two hours of my work week doing each week. And if I take those one to two hours and just nip them off quickly on a Sunday, I'm setting myself up for success going forward. So I'm no longer antsy or nervous about all of the things I have coming before me because I've taken something off the list. I've gotten in front of it and made a decision and, you know, set myself up for success. That is me moving towards the how. That is me saying, okay, this is going to get busy. I want all of these things. I want this to be done well. I don't want to be rushing. What do I need to do? I get to decide that for, you know, one time out of many, many months, I'm going to work a couple of hours on my business on a Sunday. Other people may look in that same situation and they may get up a couple of hours early on a Monday, or they may say no to something that they've said yes to on their schedule, or they might just acquiesce and say like, hey, it's a daily podcast. Yes, I've committed to every day, but the world isn't going to end if I don't have a show out there every day. Whatever it is, once you decide you're going to deal with the jitters, once you decide you're going to face the fear, you get to decide how. You get to accommodate your worry and your nervousness as much as possible or as little as you want. But if you're just constantly focusing on the worry, you're not moving. You're not getting anywhere. It's staying the same. And the other thing that stays the same is the story you have about yourself. The story of who you are as a business owner, the story of where your business is going to be, how successful your business is going to be, how your business compares to other people and your competition. All of that, you just sit and spin and sit and spin because you haven't gotten in the driver's seat to make the plan. You haven't said, these are all the things I want. What do I need to get there? Where are the compromises I need to make? What do I need to do? How do I set myself up for success? Because that's what the boss does. And when you're in control of your mindset, when you own who you are, what you do, how you serve, and how you move through the world, you get to make those choices and those compromises. That also means that if we use the same example I just offered you, that if it's another Sunday, if it's next Sunday, and I see myself again, I record my podcast in my class. Closet. So if I see myself again on a Sunday sitting in my closet when it's I'm living in sunny Southern California and I could be outside doing something active, then it's on me as the boss of my business to call that out to say, hey, you did this that one time to get through that one thing. This isn't who you are or how you want to move through the world. This isn't the way you want to run your business. So you have to come up with something else. But so long as we're acting intentional and mindful, we're making the plan. But when we're sitting in the worry, when we're sitting in whether or not people are going to like us, whether or not this is going to be successful, this is going to be the thing that generates cash for our business. We're just sitting and spinning and sitting and spinning and nothing happens. And when nothing happens, the inner critic wins. The self, the limiting beliefs, and the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves start to ring a little bit more true because we have no proof positive that they're BS. But when we get ahead of it and we recognize that what we want in order to get it, sitting and moving through fear is non-negotiable. 
we get to decide how. We get to decide when and the pacing and the timing, and we get to set ourselves up for success. But so long as we sit in the worry, we get nowhere incredibly fast. So look at what's in front of you. Look at the ideas you've had. Look at the opportunities. See where the open doors and the open windows are and ask yourself why you're not walking through, why you're not creating a plan, and why you're not moving from point A to point B. And then get out of your own damn way. Make the choice to do it even though you're afraid. Because the darndest thing happens on the other side of fear, you now have proof positive that those things that you worried about either weren't true or that you were capable of managing them. And then the next time you get nervous or the next time you get afraid, you find yourself wholly capable of managing it because you're tuning in to what you've already done and what you've already accomplished. It is the most, you know, I'm about to say it's the most magical mindset strategy, but it's really not magic. It feels magical because it just, it kind of comes and arrives with this ease and flow that feels really good, but it's really the result of direct action, specific measured steps getting you on the other side of your fear. Thanks so much for joining me today and having this conversation. I hope whatever you're sitting on, whatever idea sort of niggling around in the back recesses of your mind, whatever that thing is that you're putting off till tomorrow, what you could tackle today, I hope I've given you a tool or a strategy to get on the other side of it so you can continue to say yes to yourself and the life and the business you want. Thanks so much for today. If you want my two cents on your business, you can always find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now. If you want to be successful, there's one non-negotiable thing you need to accept. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. I'm Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're continuing a conversation I started yesterday. It turned in, I almost went into this long sort of tangential thought that I was able to curb myself from and decide to make its own episode. Because when we're talking about in yesterday's episode, we talked about how do you say yes fearlessly, and we tackled fears. And one of the things that came to mind when I was talking to you guys yesterday was about the fear of success and the nervousness that comes with success. And one of the things that I've been observing in my client conversations and the work that I've been doing with people one-on-one is that a lot of times, because people are nervous or unsure, or don't know what's going to happen to them on the other side of success, they stay still. They don't go bigger. They don't put themselves out there any more than they've already done. They don't try to come up with a new product or a new offering. They kind of do as they've always done, so they'll get what they've always gotten. Because I think internally, when we think about what else could exist, If we wonder and worry about 
what it means to go for more, to ask for more, to work for more, to want more. It just sometimes, maybe not even in like lightning bolt style, but in just regular everyday style, can give us a moment of pause to say, Ugh, I don't know about that. I'm not so sure. Uh, yeah, that sounds good, but that, 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 that. And that worry takes shape. And yes, it's connected to the fear of saying yes. And if you listened to yesterday's episode, you know that the spoiler alert was that um, if you want to say yes fearlessly, um, there's no such thing sometimes. You have to say yes, even though you're afraid that everything you want comes on the other side of the fear. And I walked you through how to do it and how to take action and move through fear. And yesterday's episode, you just have to go one episode back if you want to find it. But an important part of this conversation, if we're going to look at the big picture, is to recognize that success equals change. As soon as we become successful, something either big or small in our life is going to change. Our time is going to become different. People's expectations of us are going to be different. What we're expecting of ourselves sometimes can shift. It can challenge us to relook at and re-examine our values and our priorities, what we've made important to us. It forces us to look at how we spend our time and decide what we're doing is valuable or how valuable it really is if we're going to make a shift or a pivot or a change something how because the non-negotiable thing that comes with success is change we're going to change and our lives are going to change people's perceptions of us are going to change our perceptions of ourselves are going to change and sometimes because we don't know where success can take us and sometimes because we hear all the tales, right, of people who weren't ready for success. So it kind of came and bit them on the butt or we watch people kind of lose their minds once they get um, a little bit of success under their belt. If they're making more money or getting recognized more or getting more acclaim or their opinion is being asked of them more, it can cause a little bit of unrest when we don't know what's going to happen next. So safety and predictability become our safety zone in our comfort zone and our security blanket. We don't know what's on the other side of doing well, of doing our best and getting everything we want. We don't know um, how people will respond to us, whether or not they'll like us, whether we'll still like ourselves. So we tend to play small, but it is non-negotiable that if you want to be successful, you have to accept that change is a part of the process. And, you know, here's the thing about change. And, you know, <laughs> it's probably like such an old cliche, but I, I certainly, <laughs> I have certainly many therapy clients who will like roll their eyes if they're listening to this and hearing me say this one more time. They probably thought they were done hearing about it when I closed my business and moved on to the new one. But the darndest thing about change is it happens whether we want it to or not that we can stand still and it will still happen. So if we know that, why not go after being successful? Why not go after the brass ring? Why not dare to want more, to go for more and to work for more? Because once we make the choice to go after success, we're choosing to change. 
We're choosing to welcome and confront and manage the change that will happen to our lives and we get ourselves ready for it and we gear up for it and we get ourselves, as you've heard me say a lot this week, in the driver's seat of our car for the life and the businesses we want to run and the way we want to be living our lives. Once we do that, we get to decide how change happens. You heard me talk on yesterday's show too, and so it's also today's show because I'm pre-recording episodes that one of the things that I did is I changed my work schedule for the week and I'm recording podcasts on a Sunday to get ahead of my task list, to get ahead of the things I need to get done because a lot is being asked of me personally, um, you know, for my schedule, but also professionally. I have a lot of different client appointments and meetings to sort of juggle. So it seemed really easy to knock off something that doesn't involve anybody other than myself off the list on a Sunday because it shifts and moves the way I move through the world if I can get that monkey off my back. So that's the thing. Like if life gets busier as it is for me right now and work is getting busier as it is for me, I then get to decide what that looks like. But when I don't take an active role in making that decision, then suddenly it becomes the thing that happens to me and I lose sight of it. But instead, if we can get ahead of it, then we get to prepare ourselves and the people who are close to us for, you know, whatever's going to come next. So, for example, right now on the other side of my closet in my living room, my husband is watching um, his TV. Um, (laughs) he, He calls it our TV, but it really is his TV. And he's getting some sports watching in. Um, while I'm recording the podcast and I said to him, Hey, listen, I just have to go and record a few shows. I want to get the monkey off my back. I'll be back in a couple of hours, but I just want to get this done. So I was able to have the conversation. I didn't just disappear from couple time. I didn't just break our routine and our schedule for the weekend without including him in it. I had the conversation and I've had that conversation at other times and points in my career when more attention was going to be coming when people might be more reactive. Um, I shared a very personal story at one point in time on the podcast that I thought if friends or family got wind of, they might be talking to him. So I said, hey, listen, I've, you know, shared a meaningful story. My guess is you might get wind of it in some way, you know, shape, form or another. So I just wanted you to know. But anytime we perceive something happening, we get to have control over how it happens. We can talk to people about it. We can make room in our schedule for it. We can decide how we need it to happen, when it needs to happen. We get to drive it so it's not so scary. So it feels more in our control and that we are controlling the pacing of it. And when we do that, we get to experience the reward of success, of our hard work coming to action, coming to fruition, of us meeting our own needs. We are tuning into our capability by being capable people. But so often, and nobody really wants to talk about this because success is the brass ring. Success and the money and the income is the thing we all say we want. Nobody wants to acknowledge that for some people, the fear of success is incredibly 
it's it's incredibly compelling. It's it, it grips us because it it comes with expectation. It comes with story. And for me, the analogy I always make, and you probably have heard me talk about this on the show a time or two. But when I was a brick and mortar therapist, one of the things that like almost like clockwork, if I had been working with someone who was intensely depressed, tensely sort of agitated for any amount of time, and suddenly the techniques and the strategies we were working on were starting to gel, were starting to work and take shape and life was was getting easier for them, they would come into the office pissed at me, angry, agitated, unnerved with me because suddenly they had something to lose. Being depressed and being anxious and being sad and being scared was their MO. They were used to it. It was predictable. It was normal. They could wrap themselves in it in a blanket. And suddenly, a little bit of happiness, that taste of things being better, that opportunity for things to be just a bit easier, they see how green the grass was on the other side, and then they stand to lose it. And when you get used to it being kind of gray and you suddenly see the sunny days and the sunny side of the street, then you stand to lose something if you relapse, if it doesn't last, if you don't get to hold on to it. And for some people, that's what gets tied to that fear of success, that I'm going to taste it. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to see what's capable in my life. I'm going to be able to provide for my family on a different level. I'm going to be able to provide for myself. I'm going to be able to see and feel and experience what it's like to do my absolute best, to show up for the life I want and the business I want. And then I could fail all over again. And if I'm successful again and I fail, then everybody will see and everybody will know and it won't get to be my little secret anymore. And that's true. I can't even tell you that's not true because that is what happens. We see it all the time in the news. We see one hit wonders on our radio station. They have a hit song and then we never hear from them again. We read books and there are these awesome books by people and then the follow-up book totally blows or actors who have a hit movie and then they bomb. Like it just happens. But it's also sometimes the cost of doing business. It doesn't have to have a heavy weight to it. But yes, being successful doesn't guarantee that that's a permanent situation, that you're going to risk failure again, and you're going to risk failure after you've experienced all the joy and all the excitement that comes with success. It gets messy. It's hard to hold. It's hard to, to sit with sometimes. But not going for it usually isn't working for people, because if it is, Those people are usually not listening to this show because they're good with where they're at. They don't have a mindset problem. They're accepting the status quo. They're good with it and they're fine. So why would they be listening to a mindset show? If you're listening to this and you're finding yourself in the status quo and staying still and not really moving, then I want you to look at whether or not this this idea that you're afraid of success 
that you're nervous about the expectations that come or your ability to deliver because you're capable of this much of what's gotten you to this point. What if like you're only capable of this much and you're not capable of anything more? Those stories oftentimes can take root and they can start to to nest within ourselves and they get bigger and there's, you know, more examples get added to the story. So um, actually, I don't like that word nest. I just use that. I think a better word is like a snowball. Like if, and I'm speaking of snowballs from Southern California, but if you like, you think about a snowball, right? Like you start with a little bit of lump and that as you're gathering it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So if the root of this is I'm not capable, this, you know, this is going to mean bad things for my family. I'm not going to be able to show up for my kids. This is going to affect my marriage. Somebody's going to have an issue, whatever, you know, your, you can fill in the blank with whatever your particular worry is, you're just going to start to collect examples for proof positive of why that's the case. My challenge for you is to start owning the idea that more success, that a bigger goal, that the ability to make a greater impact and in doing so make a higher income is something that's possible for you and that you get to control it. And if you use that same snowball analogy, you get to collect examples of proof positive of how that's happened how it's worked for you and what you're capable of and what is possible for you, your life and your business. But if you don't take an active role, it goes back to a couple episodes ago when I was talking to you about the idea that like what is happening to you is not personal. It's just happening. And if we make all of these stories about us and we take it personal and we make it about us, we never move. We never step into the life we want or the businesses we want. We just stay still. And that's when things happen to us. That's when change happens that we don't particularly want, that we don't necessarily expect, and that catches us off guard because it catches us not looking, not being mindful and not being intentional. If you're looking at the numbers and you're looking for more success and you haven't found it, the other day I talked to you about the idea that that might mean a mindset problem and I stand by that. Perhaps one of the mindset problems you're sitting with is a very real fear of success. But if you want it, you have to recognize that things are gonna change. But you can't forget or pretend that you don't have some control in that. We can't predict everything. I'm sure that there's like, you know, people who've had those one hit wonder songs and never expected that they were going to get to a point where they couldn't walk into a target without being mobbed by people or an actor who suddenly becomes recognizable, you know, can't sit through a meal at a restaurant with someone without somebody coming up and trying to take a picture or doing one of those sneaky selfies with their arms. I saw this the other day, like they were clearly like trying like with an extended arm, somebody was trying to get like the, you know, person in the picture without the person in the picture knowing them, which is, you know, PS, super obvious. But it's that idea that, um, you know, you're not going to give your power away. 
you still get to decide what you want your life to be like and what you want your business to be like. And you still get to decide who and how you're going to be as a more successful person, how you're going to use your money, how you're going to take advantage of the impact you can make, how you are going to move through the world can be a conscious choice. But it doesn't happen if you just stay still, if you don't look at it, and you don't get intentional about it. So that's my challenge for you today, to start deciding and choosing success and choosing how you're going to be and how you're going to move through the world as a successful person when it finds you. Thanks so much for today. Um, We've had a long string of episodes at this point of me sort of prattling about to you, and that's because I'm staring at an empty inbox. So if you have questions that you would like my two cents on for your life or your business, anything goes, I'll answer anything. Find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com. Thanks so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now. 